0: Yeah, well, just the depth of that position. Um, so, you know, when you only have two quarterbacks on the roster, guy sprains his ankle, and mean you're down to, you know, putting a receiver or a running back or somebody at quarterback. So, but, you know, it's productive. Um, preseason,
1: you know, can't out. <laughs> oh, never change, Bill Belichick.
2: Oh, man, a lot of overrated, underrated topics there. One, Bill Belichick. Yes. The other one being Nathan Rourke. Yes. And preseason appearances. Those are the three I can think of based on that clip alone.
1: Uh, So, uh, yes, we did get questions about Nathan Rourke for overrated, underrated, oh. and uh, the clip alluding to what is to come in overrated, underrated, and just a moment it is canuck central this hour is brought to you by brevo brevo provides convenient cloud based access control systems from your mobile device for any industry go to lpbrivocom canada for a smart demonstration hit the music Ba, 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 da, da. Yes, it is overrated, underrated. You give us topics, we tell you if they are overrated, underrated, or on the off chance, perfectly rated. We got uh, producer Elon Shark with us today,
0: guys. A lot of topic coming in with the Canucks' defense. Yes. That being said, Carson Soucy's return to the lineup.
2: Oh, well, I think it, it's underrated his return to the lineup. Uh, I think it's going to help, despite the fact he's lefty and it pushes you know Julson out.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be underrated. Like, could you help PK as well? Could you say it's overrated right now because I mean they're playing so well as it is? No, you can always get better. You can always get better. Yeah. You can always get worse and you can always get better. <laughs> um, I two think universal truths. Overall, Carson Soucy and the games he has played this year because now this is already two injuries he's had to deal with early in his Canucks career, but we've both been super impressed with Carson Soucy's play,
2: especially on the PK. Yeah. And defensively, how good he's been in his own zone. Ain't Which,
1: on. honestly, after watching in training camp, I was a little bit on the fence. Um, but he is yeah. actually in-game. He's played a lot better. Honestly, it's
2: another lesson just in general about yeah. training camp and preseason. Because we go back to that fateful scrimmage. Yes. Uh, the blue and white scrimmage in Victoria where Carson Susi was playing with Quinn Hughes. And when I tell you Carson Sousi couldn't handle the puck to save his life, I'm not kidding. Like it looked like man, like this this guy, like the puck is exploding off his stick. He's trying to make a DDD pass and it goes off the wall. Like it looked like you know oil yeah. and water trying to play defense together. And I'm like, oh boy, I hope this isn't is what we're gonna see as the season goes on. Quinn
1: at one point went like hero mode. He's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it myself. Himself. Yeah, I mean they were get hemmed in on, in a scrimmage. They couldn't get out of their own zone.
2: So you're like, oh boy, that's not great. Preseason looked okay, but then once he got into the lineup and he got healthy, it's like he moves the puck efficiently, yeah. he's in the right spot, great stick, good defensiveness. It's Gets like, okay. in a good
1: offensive positions too. Yeah. Uh so I uh, yeah, underrated for Carson Susi. Um you know, it's it has been impressive the way that, that Noah Julson has played so far, but for all the talk of who comes out of the lineup, I I mean, we know who comes out of the lineup. Tyler Myers. <laughs> Not just kidding. It's going to be Noah Jolson. It will be Noah Jolson uh, when, uh, whenever that decision is to be made. Next.
0: Benching or scratching a player to teach him a lesson. Obviously, we got Kuzmenko or a guy <laughs> like last year, Kevin Hayes, or even last weekend, Jamal Adams.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Jamal oh, Adams. I don't know if Jamal Adams was a healthy scratch. He was, was
0: benched. He was benched. Didn't even go to the stadium.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was told to stay home. <laughs> I know Pete said after the game we're, we're excited to have uh, Jamal Adams back next week so yeah. I don't know yeah. he was kind of benched yeah because I'm <laughs> yeah
2: he's probably said, yeah you teach him a lesson okay so I'd say it's underrated right because didn't he uh, they didn't talk at bench uh Dakota Joshua yes how well is he playing very well didn't the, uh the coach bench um Niels Hoaglander he did how well is he playing very very well so it seemed like it worked Noah Julson. Did he get benched? Well, yeah, I guess so. A little bit, he did. Yeah. And he's played a lot better. He's played a lot better. He was benched for a while, right? So he, I think... He
1: was out for, like... He was in the Mark Friedman spot So
2: even if even if it hasn't... You're right. Even if it hasn't worked uh, for Kuzmenko, you're still batting three out of four. So yeah. 75%. So I'd say he's underrated. 75% success, success is good, isn't it? Yeah.
1: There you go. Um, I get, teach them a lesson, like... Uh, it's hard to dispute some of the things that John Tortorella's done in Philadelphia this year, but how many times have they scratched Morgan Frost at this point? Yeah, you know, and that one is puzzling to me at the very least. You mentioned Kevin Hayes, you know, that one was really surprising last year by uh, by Tort. So it takes a very uh, confident head coach to do these uh, types of healthy scratches, especially with high-salaried, well-reputable players. Everything's worked so far for Rick Tockett, so it's hard to say overrated new coach
0: bumps whether that be in the NHL or for example offensive coordinator of the NFL with Joe Brady you got Boudreaux, John Hines Knobloch, Bannister what do you guys think
1: Le- leave it to Elon to bring in the Buffalo Bills I right love I it say. I love it um I, you'd have to say underrated right because it works the coach
2: bump works and i think it's at a point now where if you don't make the coaching change fast enough you're out you you're going you're not going to be able to recover yeah. i mean if edmonton should have <laughs> hello Ottawa. i mean edmonton should they have done it sooner for instance go back last year what if the Canucks had hired rick after game fifteen or twenty, instead
1: of after game like fifty or whatever it was, yeah, it could have been a very different season, right? Because they the script essentially flipped almost right away, yeah, for the Canucks. Um, I am more a. I don't think it's necessarily as black and white as saying players tune out a coach or a coach has lost a room. I just think it is overly apparent when a coach isn't getting what he needs to out of his players. And the Ottawa Senators, we just had this conversation with Woodley and it's always good with Woodley uh, to, to break down some of these things and how sometimes the numbers don't always add up to um, you know what we're seeing. But you look at Buffalo, you look at Ottawa, you look at Minnesota before their coaching change, Edmonton even before their coaching change, and right away these teams flip the script. And it's just like the message is coming through clearer. They're doing things a lot differently than they were before. And it starts to translate into a lot more success. Like, You can't just tell me all of these guys are getting a new coach bump because their goalie started making saves. No, why is the goalie making more saves? Tell me that. Tell me, tell me why the goalie's making more saves other than being, like, superhuman and, oh, all of a sudden he remembered how to stop a puck before he forgot. No, the new coach is getting more... Defense out of his teams, and that's why the goalies' numbers are all of a sudden seeing a bit of an uptick. Well, they don't call it the
2: honeymoon phase for no reason. It's the yeah. same thing as being in a relationship. The best part of a relationship usually is the first six months. Yeah, the honeymoon, right? You're on your best behavior. They're on their best behavior. You see the best version of each other all the time. You're on your toes, you know. And then after that, you know, you kind of become you're putting who on, you on are. the good cologne yeah. for every day. Every know? exactly right. Like you, you're, 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 you're doing everything you, you humanly can to impress yeah. the
1: person you're with. Sat Sat's the guy that's got like varied colognes. He's got varied fragrances. I do have. Right? I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm like cheap, so I just have like one or two, and that's that's it. I'm not I'm not the like varied fragrance guy. Yeah, I've become.
2: I mean, I got to thank my partner. She's got, <laughs> got me onto him, but it's an, ex- it's an expensive venture. I'll say that yes. much. But it's it's very. It smells very nice. I'll yeah. say that. It smells very nice.
1: Most uh, common thing said at the 650 office. Sat, you smell good today. What is that?
2: Usually dog. <laughs>
0: You guys touched on this last segment, but the Canucks going all in on this season, trading assets, draft picks, and prospects to win now.
2: Ah, yes. I'm win uh, now.
1: I'm warming up to it. I'm not. I'll say that. So is that I, overrated? That's underrated. I, guess. I think
2: you have to tread somewhat carefully too. Like, yes. I, 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 give some nuance to my answer would be yes if you're getting something that can stick. Mm-hmm. No if you're looking at rentals. Like how often does a team that has to go out and acquire a top 6 defenseman and a top four uh, uh, top 6 forward and a top four defenseman as rentals is actually going to go on to win a Stanley Cup? Yeah. Right?
1: Very very rarely. I mean, only one team wins, right? So
2: Yeah, and usually it's not the team that made them that won the trade deadline. I mean, is the exception maybe the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in 06 cuz they went and made a couple of trades, they got Doug Weight, remember? Yeah. They got him that he was a big piece for them to go and win the Stanley Cup. But I think usually if you're trading big pieces for rentals, you're probably too far away, anyways. So I think it's overrated.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely um, it's somewhere in the middle, but I would say we're in a spot right now where I think it's not it's not too wild to say that the Canucks should be interested in making moves. Now yeah. I'm always yeah. opposed to rentals. I I, I almost feel that. Like if if it's an expensive rental, like there is no world where paying as much as the Leafs did for Felino a couple of years
2: ago makes sense. Well even I mean, even last year, all the assets they gave up. Yeah. Now they got a first back in Sandine, they've traded a first to get Ryan O'Reilly, so I guess you kinda come out even, you know, swapping the first or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. But, but it's it's really hard to Make the argument that rentals are ever really all that worth it. Because for every example that says, oh, it worked here, there are, you know, two or three or four examples of when it didn't necessarily work. But I look at, okay, the 22 Avalanche, we knew they were a uh, cup contender when they went on the spending binge they went on in, uh, in March of 2022. But they went and got Josh Manson, Nico Sturm, Arturi Lekkinen, and Andrew Cogliano. Like, Cogs is still there. Uh, Lekkinen has been a really good find for them. Right? So it wasn't necessarily a rental. And even Manson at the time was a rental, but they gave him a contract. And he's still been a good fit for them, even if I think he's a little bit expensive because they have so many great puck-moving defensemen. Having a stay-at-home guy kind of fits well for them. So like they got three guys that still fit into their sort of structure as a team and Lekkanen probably being the best example of it. Like if the Canucks could get a Lekkanen type, I think they'd probably be interested in something like that at the deadline where this guy might be an RFA at the end of the year and you're going to have to give him a contract of some kind, but not a guy that just like shows up, is here for a month, and he's gone. This team is definitely still in a stage where they'd – like to have years of control to add something to this roster in the years ahead
2: you can talk me into trading a first or a future first for the right type of player that can be here long term you can talk me into that I'm not there in terms of moving a Leclerc or Willander though you know what I mean like if you go you go outside of your top two or three prospects sure I mean you know you can get trade something away I just don't feel comfortable given where this team is trending, which is very positive in the future. Yeah. Their need of having a righty defenseman, having another goal scorer. I just don't think they can afford to trade those guys. Those are the guys I'd be like, you can't touch those no matter what. Like, As much as, yes, you're trying to win, you're also trying to win for four to five years. You're also trying to have the window extend. And yeah. You have to have guys come up in a couple of years on cheap contracts that can be big contributors. And those two players right now, I think, are, are too valuable for this team long term to move them.
0: Ahead of Kraken Knights in Seattle this year, going to see a Winter Classic live.
1: Ooh.
2: I've uh, I've say, never been. I'd say underrated, especially if you're outdoors. The one in BC Place was overrated.
1: That was a was that a Heritage Classic? Or a Heritage, was a Heritage Cla- classic? Yeah,
2: it wasn't you know, but sa- the whole same idea, right? Yes, it's a Heritage yes. Classic you're playing, but it wasn't really outdoors. It was a dome. Uh, you know, I, can
1: we be honest about it? Like the BC Place one was probably the worst one that's ever been put on, right? It didn't really work.
2: It cra- well, I mean, especially when Luongo got uh, didn't get the start.
1: <laughs> the, the more of the storylines happened off the ice <laughs> yeah. than they did on. That's the all I remember. It's like you're thinking about Eddie Lack's, Lack's pants. Oh yeah, you know?
2: the skid mark on the pants. <laughs> now he says it wasn't a skid mark, but
1: <laughs> who's to say? Who's to say? Who's
2: to say? <laughs> it looked like one. I don't know. Uh,
1: but look, I want to be nice about it. But yeah, the the, the Canucks <laughs> one was probably. Uh, the one that is least remembered well.
2: Yeah. I mean, the one between was the Oilers and Flames when it was like minus 20. Yeah. That was like, it looked like icicles trying to skate
1: around. No <laughs> hitting, everybody.
2: What was it wasn't Reeves and those guys walked yeah. up to each other and said, hey, we're going to have a no hitter here because it's yeah. too cold.
1: <laughs> so, yes. Um, I-, I would say I've never been to one and I really do want to go to one. I actually was looking at tickets the other day to go to the one in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so I'm still undecided on it, but I would like to tr- see a hockey game in the elements. Yeah, but even in Seattle, like there's a chance that they, if if it's raining, which it probably will, you know, at this time of year in in the PNW, uh, then you're you're going to end up with the roof over the over the rink anyway. When is the game again? January first. January first. And
2: you know what the temperature is in Vancouver today? Eleven degrees yeah. is a high. I mean
1: yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I, like that that's the thing, like, I don't know how you plan for that. Like when they had the game, yeah, when they have a game in l a, they're planning for it to be warm out. So they know that, like, yeah, it's not gonna be easy, but we'll still figure it out. The game in Utah actually ended up being. A bit of a disaster because it was so sunny yeah. that day. It was, yeah, it was like it was like the, just created like holes and yeah. stuff
2: like that. The glare off the ice was too uh, much. Th-
1: there's obviously the game where uh, Sidney Crosby got hurt, the snow, bowl, the, the snow globe game oh, between yeah. the Buffalo Sabres and Pittsburgh Penguins. That was the early days of the Winter Classic. It's the player who hit him, what was his name again? Um,
2: Someone's going to text it in. Yeah, uh, somebody's going to text it in. It was in. Washington Capitals player, big player, not very physical, but kind of caught him. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: I'm totally blanking. I remember the hit exactly, but I don't remember who actually hit. Um, but, you know, I think experiencing it once is a bucket list kind of thing. It's fun for the city that it's in. Dave Steckel. That makes a lot of sense. And otherwise, you know, they have gotten a little bit old. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're fun to watch on TV, but if you're there in person, it seems like they're so small, it's hard to see the ice.
1: Oh, man. I was When I was looking at the, the tickets, it's like, Anything that's remotely close to the ice surface is over three hundred bucks. Yeah. American. <laughs> and there's stuff like way out in the outfield bleachers are like, well what you're not gonna see anything. It's no. just like what I'm watching ants.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kinda similar to Final Four in March Madness. If you're way up there in yeah, a football yeah. stadium, you can't even see the guys on the
2: court. Yeah.
1: Watching UFC at uh, Cowboys Stadium or something. Yeah. <laughs> is this is this I st- think I see the octagon somewhere.
2: <laughs> is this a stadium for ants? <laughs>
0: Right, Big next. news today, BC Place Lionel Messi will be here next year watching Lionel Messi live at BC Place in person.
2: Is there any way that's overrated? No. To watch one of the greatest soccer players of all time play in Vancouver, how how in the world could that be underrated? Well, there's a overrated. chance he wouldn't play. Well, okay, I'm, I'm assuming watching him play. If he doesn't play, well, of course. But if he plays, is there any way, It's even if he has a horrible
1: game, you get to go watch Lionel Messi in Vancouver. If you could transport yourself in time and be able to watch prime Wayne Gretzky. A lot of these, a lot of people in this city are are listening and, you know, it's like, well, yeah, just watch Gretz put up seven points on the Canucks again. Like, no, I'm good. I don't need to see that. Uh, But any like greatest ever player of a sport wouldn't you want to be able to say I saw that player play live? Even if you're not if you're a sports fan and not necessarily a fan of that sport? I think there would be even then some level of desire. Overrated though because I, I I'm really curious if he's actually going to play. <laughs> like if we were to set the probabilities of Lionel Messi actually playing in that game, it's probably 50-50. Maybe that's that's good, that's better than other people might say, but It's not that he hasn't played on turf. It's just everything Messi does, and he alluded to this in in an interview recently, everything he's doing next year is to set himself up best for playing with Argentina in the Copa America next summer. And so if he thinks traveling from Miami to Vancouver for a one-off game against the Whitecaps is good for him and how he sets himself up for the Copa America uh, then then he'll do it if it if he doesn't I don't know if he will I wonder if there's like an understanding from Messi though where it's like this is part of the deal of me coming to this league is I've I've got to go out to every away barn and, and sell it out as long as I'm healthy
2: does he get a cut of the ticket revenues
1: who knows? That contract <laughs> is ridiculous.
2: I mean they w- I mean they would probably sell out the entire building. If yeah. Messi comes, they'll probably open the upper bowl and the whole building will be sold out.
1: There is no player I'd rather get one opportunity to see live than, than Lionel Messi. And the
0: atmosphere alone here is going to be nuts.
1: Yeah. I mean they opened the upper bowl for the uh, the playoff game this year, but you might sell out the whole thing for Lionel Messi. <laughs> it's 50,000 plus for a regular season match of the White Caps. Something never thought possible, really, and uh, here it is with a real distinct possibility if Messi does show up that day.
0: Vacationing at Christmas time?
1: Oh my
2: goodness! Like actually flying out somewhere depends on what day. Like if you're flying out, say this week. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're say flying out today or tomorrow, yeah, it's okay. Uh, but if you're flying out on like the 24th. Mm-hmm between the 24th and like the 30th like good luck godspeed
1: yeah any any for any time from like the 22nd and i and i looked to potentially go out east and see family in the brief window we have between canucks games it was ridiculous yeah so i i don't necessarily have that much interest in that i would wonder like what's it like going to like vegas or hawaii on on christmas Something like that I don't know I've never done it
2: Yeah I hate big lineups And waiting Like I just just, I just can't do it I hate waiting
1: What's the vibe In Vegas on Christmas I just uh, I don't even know Pretty sad i bet <laughs> <laughs> Might be Yeah Might I've
0: be. been to New York on Christmas Magical That's yeah, a once yeah, in I can imagine. Yeah, yeah Unbelievable Times yeah. Square Yeah kind of related But snowfall During the holiday
2: season Oh underrated Fantastic I love yeah. I love having snow On Christmas day I love it Wake up See some snow It's fantastic it really puts you in the mood. Like it's like you know what? Like it's it's snow. It's Christmas. Let me cozy up with a hot yeah, chocolate. hundred percent.
1: Watch Home Alone. Absolutely. Yeah. Underrated. I I don't know. It's overrated. Hmm. Just like it happens in the movies. I, I was watching something recently on uh, on Netflix. It's the one with. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember any of the actors. A Christmas movie? What was it Serendipity or something? <laughs> it was like Freaky Friday, but I can't even remember the name <laughs> of the movie. Where like the family ends up trading in, like, places they, they all uh, trade bodies you know or oh, it's just the like the new Netflix Yeah, so that. it's a family for like the, the daughter becomes the mom and the mom becomes the daughter and the son becomes the, the dad and the dad becomes oh, the son okay. Ed Helms Jennifer Garner yeah there it is and uh, the 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 dog becomes the baby and the baby becomes the dog that was the funniest part of the movie really that could that's be that's pretty good probably <laughs> it's called family switch family, family switch. switch thanks guys. there Costa. we go uh, N- family, family switch yeah the baby is a dog yeah, he's just baby barking is at people <laughs> the baby is the dog was the funniest thing but um, it was they're in LA and they're quite clearly in LA and then in the final scene of the movie it's snowing i'm like what why what would you get a snow like a snow blower come in you you're, you're generating fake snow here in LA just okay. for this scene
2: Oh, okay. Somebody, Benny from the Mox. My aunt and uncle live in Vegas. They say it's actually pretty awesome Christmas and New Year's, New Year's, New Year's Eve. I'd get New Year's yeah. Eve, of course,
1: in Vegas. Underrated. That's good to know. Maybe for future visits.
0: Yeah, we'll end on this one. New Year's resolutions.
2: Overrated. <laughs> Listen, so, if you have to so. wait, if you have to wait until a specific day to have a resolution, it's probably not going <laughs> to stick. You know what so I mean? That's
1: like you're a mark. <laughs> If you're, your, if you're giving yourself duties on January first that uh, you that you know you should do that you haven't done already, well, you're just you're you're a mark. Okay, uh, what, what's the what what's the higher hit rate?
2: Um, like uh, having like the New Year's resolutions coming through, yes, or like you deciding like that you have to make a life change at some point in your life that's not New Year's New Year's yeah.
1: Eve. Um, it's probably the the latter. Right? Yeah. Like anytime you're like, hey, I'm waiting for this day. You're it's waiting like, f- I've I've definitely been more New Year's resolution guy. Uh, so Sats taking shots at me unintentionally. Hundred percent, I yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay. So the the, the resolutions... I'm definitely like sign up for the gym guy on January second. And and it probably goes pretty and well. And it for never three, worked out well for but me. First few weeks it but does. Actually, the last few months I've just committed myself, and uh, and I've been a lot better than I ever have been when I've done the January second. I'm going to the gym, and I'm this is this is the year, you know but it never really sticks.
2: See, it has to be something you're convicted in doing. Yeah. Not something that you like feel like, oh, I should do this for resolution because this will, this will get me going. Yes. So you have to be convicted in your decisions. Yes. And anytime you're waiting for a date to give you conviction, it's not going to
1: happen, bro. <laughs>
2: yeah, I agree. It's overrated. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad it worked out for you, Dan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just like, you know what? I'm going to pound this last little bit of Christmas desserts, and then I'm going to the gym. You know what? Maybe one more trip to Don's before I go hit the gym tomorrow. Uh, uh, absolutely.
2: Tone says, I believe in New Year's resolutions like Sat believes in superstitions. Do not believe in superstitions.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not superstitious, just a little stitious. Uh, all right, coming up, we'll continue uh, Canuck Central. This hour of Canuck Central brought to you by Brivo. Brevo provides convenient cloud-based access control systems from your mobile device for any industry. Go to lpbrivocom Canada for a smart demonstration. You're listening to Sportsnet 650.